You're listening to KCBS In-Depth. People are beginning to wake up to the downside of the tech world. The people, places, and issues the Bay Area is talking about. We need to find ways to share this wealth so that people aren't suffering on the streets. You're giving your time to help others, and in the process, it helps you as well. The more people who see what happens over in the courthouse and know what's really going on, people would really be horrified. This is KCBS In-Depth. Even if there may now be a glimmer of light at the end of this coronavirus tunnel, this lockdown is still causing massive disruptions today. And for those just on the cusp of major life events, the timing couldn't have been worse. Planning a wedding hopefully is a fun experience for most people. But now, with everything that's going on, it's it's become perhaps less enjoyable with an uncertain kind of future. I'm Keith Manconi. This is KCBS In-Depth. And today on the program, we're going to be hearing from a Bay Area wedding planner about how soon-to-be brides and grooms are dealing with these challenges. And also, how the rest of us planning lesser events can cope as well. We're seeing this across every aspect of your life, whether it's your, you know, 40th birthday celebration or your grandma's birthday or a reunion. Everyone is facing these huge life-changing moments that can no longer happen. Then in the second half of the program, even amid all this uncertainty, new love is trying to find a way. We speak with a San Francisco matchmaker about the brave new world of socially distanced dating as the lockdown forces date night into the virtual world. I have no doubt that some of my clients are going to still continue to to make some really beautiful connections during this time. All that and more coming up on KCBS In-Depth. First up on the program today, love interrupted. Well, this is an issue that hits pretty close to home for us here at KCBS. In fact, uh, one of our own colleagues is facing the challenge herself right now. That would be production assistant Mary Hughes, who had planned to hold her wedding in late June. But now, of course, those plans are growing more uncertain by the day. So we are going to first hear a little bit about what she's going through at the moment and then see if we can't find a little bit of advice to help her navigate these unprecedented marital waters. Uh, Mary, welcome back on to KCBS In-Depth. Hey, Keith. Yeah, so I I already hear a little bit of a tone of resignation in your voice. This is a a tough time, isn't it, Mary? It is, yeah. um, Planning a wedding, you know, hopefully is a fun experience for most people, and it certainly has been up until a certain point for uh, my fiancé and I, but now it's uh, with everything that's going on, it's it's become perhaps less enjoyable with an uncertain kind of future when it comes to the actual wedding. Yeah. And so your wedding is especially tricky because it's coming in late June. We obviously there are no plans to hold the shelter in place orders anywhere near that length. But there's also no guarantee that we won't hold the shelter in place near that length. So a lot of uncertainty there. Tell us how far had the plans progressed at this point? Have you actually put money down at this uh, at this juncture? Yeah, yeah. The once we decided what venue we wanted um, last year, we signed contracts. We put the first payment down. We've been kind of steadily paying where the venue's concerned and with other vendors. What, what, what sort of venue is it? Uh, it's actually a golf club that also does weddings. They have a gorgeous 
arbor outside surrounded by flowers and there's a beautiful flower garden behind it. And the minute we saw it, we we decided that's where we wanted to have our ceremony and reception. So yeah, we, we've been putting money down in a variety of spaces for this uh, for a while now. Yeah. And had you already sent out the invites or people, had people already made plans around this? Uh, when it comes to my family, plans were already made because they'll be coming out of state. They were already uh, looking into tickets, uh, getting recommendations for hotels and uh, deciding how far, you know, how long their trip would be out here. Um, and invitations, man, we have our box of invitations sitting there labeled, signed, all with that date on it, with us just looking at the box going, are we even going to be sending these out? Mm. What would you feel like at this point is the number one question that you really wish that you could get answered to move forward with this decision? <laughs> well, I, I feel like that's probably a question that no one can answer, which is, will June 26 be safe enough for us to have a wedding, uh, for people to be there, if nothing else, at the ceremony? Or should we just step away now? And I don't know that anyone can answer that, but... Um, just like what's the advice uh, of people who who have been dealing with having to adjust other couples dates? Um, what should we be asking when we go to the venue or perhaps to the, you know, like the people who are doing the cake or doing our flowers? You know, what are some of the first steps to make sure that we're getting what we need out of this in such a crazy time? Yeah. So a lot to navigate right there. Let us see if we can actually find you a little bit of help today on KCBS In-Depth. We're going to invite onto the program now Lally Clark. She is the owner of Lally Events, which is a wedding and events planning uh, group in the Bay Area. Lally Clark, welcome to the program. Hi, Keith. Hi, Mary. So you uh, have been on the line this whole time, and you heard a little bit about Mary's situation. Uh, Unfortunately, Mary, at this point, already has some skin in the game. I'm sure that there's a lot of other folks out there that are in a similar situation where they had their heart set on a certain date, not just their heart, but their their wallets and their very firm expectations and their uh, invitations as well set on a certain date. So uh, help us understand what what are the first couple of questions that folks should be asking themselves when they're in this predicament and... Uh, what what are the steps that they should be taking to figure out, you know, where they should go with all this? Yeah, you know, I think it's not easy and I'm so sorry you're going through this. You're not alone. I don't know if that makes you feel any better, but you aren't. Um, I've had to um, take care of, you know, six weddings that we've had to postpone already. And I know everyone in the industry is going through that. I think most importantly, it's to remember that, It's not about, you know, it's not about the date, it's about the day. And you want to make sure that you guys are happy and that you are healthy and that your guests are healthy and happy. Um, And if that means postponing, um, that means postponing. So there are definitely some steps that you should be taking now, especially, I think, um, to get ahead of it and to have that plan B of finding out what dates the venue has available, what dates work with your schedule, and then reaching out to those vendors to see if they're available at that date as well. I've been really impressed by the industry right now and how they're handling this situation. It's not easy for us, um, and they have been jumping through hoops to make sure their clients are accommodated for their new date. So definitely reach out, get a plan B, um, and 
And then I think you'll be resting a little easier knowing that, you know, you have a backup plan. Mm. All right, real quick, before we move on, I want to remind our listeners that you are listening to KCBS In-Depth, our weekly deep dive into the events and trends shaping life in the Bay Area and beyond. I am Keith Manconi. Today, the best laid plans are very much going awry at the moment. We're talking through how those with disrupted marriage plans are readjusting during the lockdown. Joining us today, we have on Lally Clark, owner of Lally Events, which once again is a wedding and events planning company in the Bay Area, as well as our own Mary Hughes, who is a production assistant in the KCBS newsroom, one of the few employees that are still in the newsroom at the moment. Uh, Mary, uh, any any other questions that you have uh, that could give you some peace of mind at this moment? I guess just are are do they have any advice on what dates future dates might be the best ones to to look into? Are are they seeing, you know, are couples tending to pick during certain areas? Are they trying to get the same dates in the next year? Uh, does that ma- even matter? Yeah, you know, I think that that's a very interesting question. Some people have just postponed to the new date in 2021 and said, you know what, we're just going to push it out a year. I like the date and let's just move forward and move onward. Most of my clients have actually pushed to the fall. I would say my recommendation to you is, again, contacting that venue, but um, to maybe be open to later in the year, you know, those November, December, early into the next year, because you're going to be seeing more dates available, less expense to those traveling in, uh, more availability for hotel rooms, things like that. Um, And we also kind of move past this. Um, I think there's so much unknown with COVID-19 and what's going to be happening. So taking those precautions to make sure that you're not postponing to, you know, July or August, which is just shortly after your your new date or your old date. Yeah. Now, it's, it's kind of interesting. I also have heard about some folks moving forward with marriages, even while the lockdown is uh, still in place. For example, uh, I have I have one friend who apparently tracked down a county that is still issuing marriage licenses, according to the account that I heard. Uh, don't mm-hmm. make plans based on this. This is just what uh, my friend is telling me. And uh, she is uh, headed down to SoCal, is my understanding, and she's going to get a couple of people uh, on and do a socially distanced wedding on the beach, which I don't entirely approve of. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to keep your distance sometimes, especially during during a joyous occasion, but we're going to we're going to have faith that they will all do that appropriately and safely and uh, that everything will be OK. Um, Lally, uh, wondering if uh, you're hearing similar stories from your clients, folks that are moving forward right now, despite the lockdown. Yeah, no, I um, I have actually. So everyone has kind of a different outlook on what they should or shouldn't do. Should they have their new date be the official wedding date or should they keep their old date? And I actually have my April 4th client who was supposed to get married last weekend in Palm Springs. Um, they ended up driving down with their marriage license and tying the knot outside of the museum where they were going to get married Um via FaceTime with their officiant and they sent me the video and it it was emotional and amazing and they were so grateful for um, their friends and their family's love and support and are excited to celebrate their wedding in September. Mm. Uh, Does a story like that give you any inspiration, Mary, or or are you really set on the, you know, family being there kind of wedding? Yeah, I think it's, there's that small part of me that's just like, oh, well, we could just do something and, and, just the two of us and get married and there we go and and then celebrate (laughs) later but 
Yeah, I, I have my heart set on my parents being here. And until it's until I can truly say, yeah, get on a plane and come to California because it's going to be safe enough for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just I can't do it. And not having them there, I think, would just it would diminish the moment, not so much like whatever the day might be. That's fine. It could be in September, December next year. It's all good. But not having the people we love most be there to be a part of it, I think, is something we both are pretty set on. Ah, just uh, hearing you tick through all that, it is honestly uh, a lot of heartbreaking choices and considerations that you're up against right now, Mary. So uh, really, really sorry that you're going through this. Lally Clark, uh, so at, at the center of all this is the question of timing. When will things become safe? What else would you want to add to our picture in terms of what people should be keeping in mind as they think about this timing question? Yeah, I think the biggest concern right now for, for June and July and, you know, even into August is, you know, weddings are so much about that intimacy, you know, dancing together, singing, laughing. And are people going to have that kind of internal fear of being too close? Are there going to be limitations on the amount of guests that can be attending a wedding? Um, Are people going to be afraid to hug and um, share those moments Um, and then travel too? Are there going to be you know, limitations on on planes? And so that's my concern for those earlier dates, those June, um, even into the beginning of July. Um, are there going to be restrictions? And if there are, it's better that you get ahead of it now so that you can kind of move on and um, be excited and get re-excited about this new date. Mm. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. Even once the stay-at-home order is lifted, there's still other potential restrictions that could make plans difficult as well. Exactly. Last question before we wrap things up. Lally Clark, uh, one last time with uh, Lally Events. You know, you mentioned a second ago that you are somebody that needs to have a level head in intense moments because obviously planning for any wedding, mm-hmm. it's going to be fraught with some number of intense moments, even in the best of times. Right. Uh, and and uh, there's obviously a lot of folks out there that are not planning a wedding but have had their lives disrupted, disrupted by this in some other way. So as an expert on keeping a level head in difficult times. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious if you have any advice for other folks out there that maybe they're planning something else or, or maybe it's, it's you know, not an event at all, but some other plan that has been wildly disrupted by all this. How, how do you keep the right frame of mind to navigate that sort of situation correctly? Yeah, you know, we're seeing this across every aspect of your life, whether it's your, you know, 40th birthday celebration or my younger brother is graduating from college in May and their graduation is canceled. So everyone is facing these huge life changing moments that can no longer happen. My advice is very similar to what I mentioned on the wedding is, okay, it may not happen Um, today. It will eventually happen. But what we need to be focusing on is the positives in our life. Having the time to pick up a new hobby, to give someone a call that you haven't talked to in a long time, to take some time and focus on yourself. Figure out what you want in life. And I know it's not easy and it's almost more scary when you have all this time to stop and think. But I think it's something that everyone needs. You know, it's a a blessing in disguise, although a harsh blessing. Um, but for us to all kind of to sit down and, and really think about 
what's the most important things to us. Um, are we happy? Can we get through this? Who we want to surround ourselves with and really kind of learn to love ourselves again, because once we move out of this, when we all get through this, I think it's going to bring us all together and it's going to be quite spectacular what we can all do together. All right. I like the optimism. And honestly, I've been hearing that from a lot of interviewees. So maybe there's something to it. Um, Mary, uh, a lot to think about there. I guess uh, just big decisions to be made in the next couple of weeks, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Big decisions to be made. Uh, but but honestly, listening uh, to what you've had to say, Lally, that it gives me a sense of comfort. And that's frankly, I think what everybody needs, whether you're planning a big event or just doing your best to get through the day uh, with what's going on here is just an idea and a sense that things will be okay. Right. They will. And we're here for you. And Mary, I would love to help um, however I can, whether it's reaching out to all your vendors or helping you on any aspect of your wedding. So please feel free to reach out. Um, you have a whole team behind you that is going to make your wedding day special, whether that's in June or later. Thank you. Well, it's a very generous offer. Well, uh, Mary, I guess uh, la- closing thing, when, whenever your wedding is, you promise to send a couple photos our way? <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. I'm going to take so many. There's really going to be so many photographs of that day. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, that's that is certainly something to look forward to in all this. We are going to round things out right there, though. We have been speaking once again to Lally Clark. She is the owner of Lally Events, which is a wedding and event planning company in the Bay Area. Lally Clark, thanks for joining us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And we were also hearing there from Mary Hughes, production assistant in the KCBS newsroom. Mary, best of luck on your wedding. Thanks for joining us as well. Thanks so much, Keith. You're listening to KCBS In-Depth. I'm Keith Manconi. Today, love in the time of COVID. Well, we just heard about the many challenges this pandemic is creating for those who had hoped to enjoy their wedding day in the coming weeks or months. But what about those who aren't quite so far along in their quests for love? How is the dating world coping with life under lockdown? Well, believe it or not, dates are still happening, virtually anyway. So when was your last relationship? That's a good question. I was dating someone in the fall. Those are the slightly digitized voices of two quarantined love seekers coming together on a video date. Are you familiar with the five love languages? Have, have you read that book? No, I haven't. You're into astrology, so maybe you have. Oh, okay. The date was streamed online as part of a web series called Pandemic Love, put on by dating site The Round. <laughs> you do have a very cute laugh. Do I? Um, it's funny you would say that because I hate And this series is just part of a broader trend. With face-to-face meetups now no-go, many online date sites and apps have actually seen a surge in users. So it would seem Bay Area love seekers aren't letting a little thing like a global pandemic get in their way. And so it's going to be interesting to see. Every client's different. Um, But I have no doubt that some of my clients are going to still continue to to make some really beautiful connections during this time. San Francisco-based matchmaker Courtney Kay has been helping her clients adjust to the new virtual dating world. And there are some big changes to adjust to. I think it's kind of forcing some clients that might rely so strongly on physical connections and experiences to be like, hmm, can I also connect with someone without those things that I typically rely on. But in a lot of other ways, quarantine dates look pretty normal. 
Kay says there's already a lot of options for virtual date night from the basic conversation. Like, hey, like, let's get a bottle of wine and let's share this wine together and like share some of our favorite music and chat. Two fancier affairs. I know some people have organized like a formal date where like even though they're at home, like still getting really dressed up for the date and like even getting into like formal wear just for fun. Then if you want it, there's even virtual nightlife now. Yeah, there's virtual dance parties. There's DJs who've been live streaming their, their music sets. Um, there's bands that have been also streaming like concerts. Ellen DeGeneres is in here. Oh my God, this is so great. For example, this is a set from DJ D-Nice, hosted on Instagram Live and viewed by tens of thousands of quarantiners. also streamed comedy shows, streamed yoga classes, streamed workshops of all varieties, or you can go back to the classics. Many are even doing dinner and a movie. Just the movie is streamed on synced Netflix accounts and the food is enjoyed separately. It's just kind of like finding those those things you would be able to do normally, but just finding the virtual equivalent and then just bonding over that together. So if you are looking for love, the possibilities are still out there. But this all, of course, leads to a couple of questions. First among them, does bringing your virtual date a flower emoji still count? Like many aspects of this socially distanced world, when it comes to dating, there are plenty of new rules to learn. So while we've got matchmaker Courtney Kay on the line, I thought we'd try to run through as many of them as we can in the remaining program. And starting that conversation, she says rule number one of dating doesn't change just because you're on a webcam. You still got to dress smart. You still got to remember that attraction is still so important. Like people are still very, very physically oriented when it comes to wanting to date someone that they're attracted to. So, you know, it's still a time to get dressed up and get cute for your date. You know, even though you're at home, <laughs> you know, you still want to put pride in your appearance and you know, maybe even invest in a good uh, light, you know, like the lights that make you look good for selfies or for video, like, I'd probably invest in that during this time, because that isn't going to go out the window. So I still think it's important to like, look good and show up feeling confident on on your dates. And like I said, I think it's a good time to get creative, like, even though you don't get to rely on physical, like you can do a a zoom dance party together, uh, you know, on a third date. And it's like, you know, you can kind of see how someone moves like on their video (laughs) camera. You're not exactly dancing together, but at least you can feel like you're doing something physical together. Yeah, I just think that there is room for having a deep connection as long as people are willing to actually go there and, and, you know, have those type of conversations. So it's really just challenging ourselves to to get deeper with the conversation. Yeah, so definitely uh, conversations are going to be the bread and butter of these dates, and that's going to certainly help you explore the other person's personality in, in certain ways. But, well, there's obviously a lot that's being left out as well. So I, I guess the next question that I have for you is, what are the limits of virtual dating? What what are we leaving out right now, and how far can these virtual daters really go in, in terms of finding the one, finding Mr. Right, finding Mrs. Right? Is, is, is this just leaving too much out? Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I think that it is just going to be really hard when you start to bond with someone. And of course, you like don't know how they kiss. You don't know the simplest of things. Like Humans are so nuanced with how we make connection. And 
I think what's the, the hardest and saddest part for me is the fact that like so much of chemistry is like smell, for example, is so huge. Our subconscious is always picking up on these factors. And so I think it's going to definitely um, get people really on the level with certain factors. And then it's going to leave them always being curious about if the other stuff will back it up and when that will be, you know, is it like four months that I'm going to be able to see this person that I'm connecting with? Is it three months? Like none of us know those answers. So yeah, that's kind of what I think about it. I do think it's possible that people will have deep connections, but it will only really be able to stand the test of time when they hang out in real life, of course. Yeah. Well, uh, just in the last couple of minutes that we have left, uh, I want to switch gears entirely and just acknowledge the fact that this is obviously a very serious moment that we find ourselves in right now. A lot of scary things are happening, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people are thinking to themselves, dating feels a little bit trivial at the moment. The flip side of that, though, that I will offer to them is that for some of the daters that I spoke with, the seriousness of this moment actually lent for them some urgency to uh, the project of dating. Uh, take, for example, Stephanie Toma, who has been going on some socially distanced dating herself. Uh, she says, you know, serious moment, serious dating, they go hand in hand. For me, it, there's this duality where it brings up this lightheartedness of, you know, dating should be fun. You're meeting someone new paired with there's a lot of, of death. Death is at the forefront of a lot of conversations right now. And let's not mess around here. Let's see if something real is possible. So based on that sense of urgency that uh, people are feeling right now, Courtney Kay, what do you see coming out of this incredible moment that we find ourselves in? Is coronavirus going to leave an impact on the dating world even once the lockdown is lifted? Um, yeah, let's see. I mean, yeah, it's just so I would just imagine that people maybe would be more compassionate, just understanding that we're all going through stuff. Um, and this is the first time that we've all as, as an entire world are going through the same thing all at the same time. So maybe that'll impact dating culture in a positive way that people will be just more caring and considerate toward the other per person and just not as flippant or, yeah, not as superficial. Because I think the times are forcing us to just get deeper and more compassionate to our fellow humans. So maybe it'll have long lasting positive impacts on, on dating. Like I do think people are going to be, yeah, a little bit more wanting that, that person they can rely on a little more stability, a little bit more like someone that they really like feel like they could go through an experience like this in the future with. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like your optimism. That's uh, something to look forward to. Yeah, hopefully we will. I mean, who knows? Uh, I mean, people are going to also be like, as soon as we're able to hang out, people are going to go wild. <laughs> That, once again, was San Francisco-based matchmaker Courtney Kay. Her perspective showing that even amid all these massive disruptions, people are still finding ways to love, laugh, and live their lives. I loved how I met your mother. It's like, how did, you, how did you meet your mother or your father? And it's like, well, quarantine, corona, 2020. That would be, that would be pretty amazing. Um, One last quick note. Those online daters we've been hearing from, uh, they once again were taking part in the online date series Pandemic Love, put on by The Round, which, as we mentioned, is a dating site. Uh, the series has been doing runs in a number of different cities, and just this past week, they featured daters in San Francisco. So... Something to check out close to home. Yeah. <laughs> I may or I may not. <laughs> well, that is going to do it for the show today. Signing off for KCBS and in depth. I'm Keith Manconi. Stay safe and be well. Um, but I have to say, this is this is definitely a really fun conversation. I'm enjoying talking to you just as much as not more than yesterday. 
You've been listening to KCBS In-Depth. Get every episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and other podcast platforms. Visit kcbsradio.com for more news and interviews. We are the Bay Area's news station, KCBS.